we are embarking on a campaign here in our church called the Super Bowl of Faith. Well, I want to tell you before we get started who the star is. The star is Jesus. He is the star of all faithfulness. He is the hero. He's the MVP. And we're going to try to emulate him. We're going to try to be like him. We're going to try to follow in his steps. Try to do what he wants us to do. It's going to be a great time, Brother David, and I'm excited about it. Our church is a church that believes in prayer. Right? We don't just talk about it. We practice it. And we've seen God do things that others read in books about. We've seen God do things that defy what man would say is possible. This week right now is a very important week in our church. And I believe the Lord has led me this morning for us to to start our year in prayer as a church. We've got some important things going on right now among our members. And in a moment, I'm going to have some representative of these people to come, but some things you may know about, some you may not know about, but I want to identify some of them. I want you to know about them, and we're going to pray. We're going to pray for each other. We're going to pray for this year before I ever start preaching. Peggy Culp, where's, I saw, right over here, Peggy Culp's going down to Duke on Wednesday, I believe. Uh, You can look at me and my ugly face and know I need prayer real bad all the time. God, help that man. God, help him. I'm like that fellow they took squirrel hunting. You didn't even have to shoot. You just look at them and you ugly them to death. They fall out of the tree. But I want you to pray for me. I'm glad to see some of our folks back. I told Amber I was so glad to see her and that precious little girl. It's good to see you today. Dave's good to see you guys. And I'm going to take just a moment. And I want these people, and I'm, I realize that I'm, I may be taking a little bit, but I believe this is God wants us to do this. i like somebody up here representing Barney. Barney, you may want to come yourself and have your family. I want you all to stand. I want some of you guys from Connie's. Y'all come on up here if you wouldn't stand. Sheila, I want you and Wes, if y'all are in here, I want you to come on and stand up here. And uh, I'd like for Mitch or Nate to come stand on behalf of their dad and their family. And I'd like Tim, I'd like for you to come stand on behalf of your brother. Maybe I'd like for you to come stand for me. I know that, baby. I want you to come stand for Peggy. Now, here's what I want us to do. I want, first of all, our deacons to come stand around them. And if you would come and you'd like to bring somebody to that cross this morning, or you'd be willing to pray for these who are here, I want you to just come on down here. You say, Preach, this is unusual. We don't usually do that at our church. I, what? It is unusual. Randy, maybe you could come and play for us. Would you do that, buddy, while we're doing this? Would you you just talk about somebody? I mean, I've named some, but you may have friends. I, I, I know there's a, there's a young man in right here that I love a whole lot who's facing something this week. And uh, I'm praying about that. Heath, I'm praying for you, buddy. 
I really am. Would you, uh, where's Rand? I know he's making his way over here. Would you play I Come to the Cross, Seeking Mercy and Grace? And uh, would you join me in prayer? Would you just pray for somebody that's these people who are here? Would you bring somebody to the altar? Hey, can I tell you something? I'm gonna, before you leave here today, you're going to know that God made a place for you at the foot of the cross. You got a spot there. You belong there. You say, preacher, I've never been there. Well, come on. There's room at the cross for you. Let's pray. Father, we bring your children to you. God, we think of these whose names have been called before us. They're part of our church family. God, you know all things. You are God. Nothing is too hard from you. And God, I ask you this morning to come in your grace and in your power and in your mercy. Lord, there are families that need to be reestablished and healed and there are bodies that need to be healed and there are souls that need to be restored and saved. And God, there are situations where we ask you to come and make a difference. Lord, I just pray this morning with all the sincerity of my soul. I call upon you, oh God. You are holy. You are righteous. You are able. You are willing. And God, I bring all of these to you today. God, make a difference. I pray, dear Lord, in a special way, you'd help Barney. God, I pray in a special way that you'd be with Connie down there in the hospital. Lord, Wednesday's a big old day for her. Lord, we're, we're putting her in your hand right now. God, I pray for Sheila's dad. I pray for Mitch and Nate's dad and their family. And God, I thank you for being with them. I pray for Tim's brother. And God, I pray for Peggy Cup will be going. And Lord, I lift myself up to you. So many others, Lord, that are represented here. Help us this morning, oh God, to know that we have been touched by the divine hand that rules the world, that holds all things in the palm of His hand. God, we love you today. We worship you today. We believe what you can and will do. And by faith we accept it. Lord, don't let one person in this building go out without having a real assurance that I met with God Almighty today. We love you, Lord. We love you. In your precious name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, folks. You may go back to your seat. There are some things that I have decided in my life. As a daddy, as a husband, as a friend, as a counselor. And I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me well. If we believe what we say we believe, 
we ought to live like it. Right? If we believe that book, that book ought to make a difference. I'm going, I'm going to be as straight as I know how to be. I'm going to be as much pastor as I know how to be. And I want to love you, but I want, I want you to know God being my helper, as long as he lets me live, I'm going to shoot gun barrel straight. And I'm not going to pull any punches. Because you don't need a whamby, pamby, blow hot, blow cold, good Lord, good devil, good for nothing preacher. Some noodle back, somebody up here just trying to make you feel good. If it's not real, let's all go home and get us a hot dog and sit in front of the TV and watch it. But folks, if it is real, man, let's live like it. Let's enjoy it. Let's take it in. Let's let God work into the very sinew and fabric of our being. There's so much religion in the world today that doesn't mean a stinking thing. I want to speak, as I said, there's a place Finding your place at the foot of the cross. Won't you turn to the book of Deuteronomy? Those of you who know the Old Testament. Boy, I heard little John, man, little John was quoting that. He was naming all the books of the Old Testament. And I said, I'm going to get you to come up here and see how many of our adults can do this. He was naming all of them. But you know, you got Genesis. Help me. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. You found it. That's where we're going, chapter 12. Deuteronomy means, say it again, Sam. Deuteronomy means, I'm going to say it again. It means, it's the last of the five, the first five books, and it is a recap and a restatement of what God has given to us in those first five books. And I want you to read with me very carefully if you let's stand together and, and, and if you if you don't feel like standing, it's okay. If you have a hard time standing, it's okay. But if there's somebody near you who doesn't have a Bible, would you let them look on with you? I want you to see the Word of God this morning. And we're going to start with verse one and I'm going to read through verse fourteen. And I want you to notice that he's going to say, There shall be a place where I will put my name. And when you find the net place where I put my name, I want you to come there to worship. And he's put his name on the cross. He called it my cross. He's put his name on his church. He calls it my church. He's put his name on his children. He calls you my child. Now, I want you to remember that as we read. And he's given wonderful instruction. So, have a Bible where everybody can look on and let them watch. These are the statutes and judgments. Or, this is the Word of God. The words of God. Which ye shall observe to do in the land which the Lord God of thy fathers giveth thee to possess it. All the days that ye live upon the earth you shall utterly destroy all the places which the nations which ye shall possess serve their gods. Upon the high mountains, upon the hills, under every green tree, ye shall overthrow their altars 
and break their pillars, burn their groves with fire. He shall hew down the graven images of their gods and destroy the names of them out of that place. He shall not do so unto the Lord your God, but unto the place which the Lord your God shall choose out of all the tribes to put His name there, even unto His habitation shall you seek. Thither thou shalt come. You know what thither means? What does thither mean? Somebody tell me. Thither means there. Right? You shall rejoice in all that you put your hand unto you and your households. Wherein the Lord thy God hath blessed thee. Ye shall not do after the things we do here this day. Every man whatsoever is right in his own eyes. For you are not as yet come to the rest and to the inheritance. They hadn't gone in the promised land which the Lord your God giveth you. But when you go over Jordan and you dwell in the land which the Lord your God giveth you to inherit, and when he giveth you rest from all your enemies round about so that you dwell in safety, then there shall be a place which the Lord your God shall choose to call his name to dwell there. Thither, there shall you bring all that I command you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, your heave offerings of your hand your choice vows which you vow unto the Lord, and ye shall rejoice before the Lord your God, and your, ye and your sons and your daughters and your men servants and your maidservants and the Levite that is within your gates, for as much as he hath no part nor inheritance with you. Take heed to thyself that thou offer not thy burnt offerings in every place that thou seest, but in the place which the Lord shall choose. In one of the tribes, there thou shalt offer thy burnt offerings. And thou, there thou shalt do all that I command thee. Do not ever kid yourself that it matters to God whether or not you show up to church. I've had men tell me, preach, I can worship just as good on the back, on a creek bank as I can in God's church. You might be able to worship, but you're not worshiping the God of the Bible because he said, I'm going to meet you here. And he will. Thither thou shalt come. Faithfulness is important to God. Thank you. you. May be seated. In the Old Testament, there was a place. It was a picture. It was a pattern. We call it the tabernacle. Remember that place in the Old Testament? The tabernacle. It was the center of everything. Twelve tribes as they moved through the wilderness and as they moved through the desert every time they camped they put it right in the middle and they put three tribes that way and three tribes on this way and three tribes that way and three tribes this way and they put it right in the middle and God said when you come to worship and I want you to bring all of these things your burnt offering while well, there it was right at the beginning right at the doorway, outside actually. And there was that great big burnt offering where they brought the burnt offerings and the fire and they'd bring the lamb, they'd put it there and then they'd go on toward the worship and they'd actually finally wind up. The high priest would come and find his way into the holy of holies with the blood of the Lord Jesus. Wow. That was just a picture. Where is that place in the New Testament? It is the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And you know what God wants you and me to do this year? To find our place at the foot of the cross. I can't take your place. Why I'm going to pray for you. I've started a new, brand new prayer list. I typed till my fingers were sore and I'm going to be calling people's names on my prayer list before God. But I'm going to tell you something. I can't take your place at the foot of the cross. You can't take mine. You know why? God's got a place for you. Isn't that sweet? He's got a place for you at the foot of the cross. And when you look at this passage, the Lord says, I've chosen a place for you to meet me. I've chosen a place for you to worship me. I've chosen a place where I will put my name. Now I want to say this and I want everybody here to wake up and listen to me. Whatever our church is called, we prayed and I believe God gave us as a church. You remember way back there. It's not like 200 years ago. Way back there about four years ago. God led us to the name Kingsway because it says we'll walk in the Kingsway. We won't turn to the right. We won't turn to the left. So I'm going to tell you something. That's not nearly as important as people saying to us, that's where Jesus is over at that place. One of our men was talking to somebody. I don't even. I can't even remember right now who it was. Talking about our church, and it was a deacon from another church. And he said, "If I didn't, if I wasn't in this church, I'd probably be over there because God is in that place." Now let me tell you something. Don't you take that for granted. That's that's more precious. That's more precious than anything. God said, I'll provide for you a place where you can meet me, where you can worship me. I was talking with our guys who lead the worship. And I said, we said, God, I think we just squashed our worship a little bit too much last week. I believe we did. We just kind of rushed through. I didn't sense that today. I sensed you were singing from your heart. You are holy, holy. And I think God says, Woo, I like that, man. Keep on singing. Singing my song. God said, I've chosen a place where I want to meet you. And I want you to come. And I want you to be a part of it. And we're going to have sweet fellowship there. Did you? There are three things here that I want you to see. I want you to look at your Bible. Keep it open because I want you to look at these things. Number one, I believe if you're going to find your place at the foot of the cross, you're going to have to accept God's Word as your guide for life. You say, preacher, that sounds awfully old-fashioned. So is the Bible, so is God. So's gravity. But I'm glad it's still there. We'd been a mess if gravity quit holding on, wouldn't we? I'm kind of glad it's there. Look at the first verse of chapter 12. These are the statutes and the judgments. These are the statements. These are my declarations. These are my promises. I told you last week that that high priest took that blood and he sprinkled the book, and he sprinkled the people, and he confirmed every promise 
and every commandment and every statement of fact in the book of His blood. Okay? These are the statutes which ye shall observe to do. Does it make any difference to God whether you obey the Bible or not? Come on, talk to him. You know, even the worst sinner, and some of y'all been about as bad as they get, I can look at you and tell. You're looking at me too, aren't you? You're not so hot yourself. Well, I know it. Do you know what I found? Even the worst sinner down in his heart, when he's doing something wrong, he knows he's doing something wrong. There's a conscience down there that tells that man, you ought not to be doing this. That's wrong. You ought not to be doing it. Right? Am I right? Some of y'all been out there, you've done things that this morning you wish you would have never done before. And when you were doing it, there was a little small voice down inside you saying, you ought not be doing this. You ought not be doing this. Isn't that sweet? Say, what was that voice? That was the living word who was representing the written word. God says, I want you to do what's right. And then he goes on to say, which the Lord God of your fathers giveth thee to possess. This talks about all the blessings of God. And then he says, all the days that you live upon the earth. So you say, preacher, how long am I supposed to follow this book as long as you live here? Let it be your doctrine, that which you follow. Let it be your duty, observe to do it. Let it be your delight the Lord giveth you the blessings. Let it be your duration as long as you live upon the earth. I want to tell you something. I'm trying to learn something. I believe God's trying to teach me something. Everything God gives us is a blessing. So that means this old heart that's about twice as big as it's supposed to be is somehow a blessing. It may be a blessing in disguise. God may be going to use this to do something else. I don't know. But He's teaching me that everything, and so I can praise Him, because I belong to Him. And so do you. You have to accept the Word of God as your guide. Secondly, you have to abandon and destroy the idols of the gods of this world. Now I want you to know something real careful. I want you to follow along in your Bible and I want you to know the action words in these next two verses. Ye shall, what's the next two words? All the places wherein the nations which ye shall possess serve their gods upon the high mountains, upon the hills, and under every green tree. Now watch this. When I stop, I want you to say it. Ye shall and break and burn their groves with fire. And ye shall hew down the graven images. And you shall destroy the names of them out of that place. Wow. If you're serving a God that has been sold to you, as a God who loves everybody. And that there are many roads that lead to heaven. You've been sold a bill of goods. That's not the God of the Bible. If that were true, 
what kind of a God would send His Son to this earth to be ridiculed, to leave heaven's glory, to be beaten beyond recognition, to bear the sin of the world on Him, to be condemned by His own Father, to go to hell to take your place? What kind of God would put His own Son through that if there was another way? He wouldn't do it. He said, I'm going, to put, I'm going to take you to a place and man, I'm going to put, give you a good life. Some of you folks have been around the world. You've visited other places. You realize how good we have it here. He said, I want you to abandon them and I want you to destroy them. Don't let the gods of this world dictate and control you and motivate you. Don't let His blessings become a curse. Boy, I've seen that. You have too. I've seen young couples pray and God give them a little baby and then they, they say, oh, well, you know, it's a little baby. We, Lord, we just can't. I'm saying, good grief, man. That's a blessing from God. I've seen people make enough money to buy them a boat. Go out there and say, I'm going to dedicate this boat to Jesus. Then they say, but I got this boat and the only time I can use it is on the weekend, so they're down on it. Shame, shame, shame on you. Don't let the good things become the enemies of God. Don't let them control your life. Hew down the altars. Burn them with fire. Destroy. These are strong words, folks. But the third thing, and this is where I want to conclude, number one, in order to find your place, I want you to acknowledge that the Bible is my guide. Number two, I want you to abandon according to this, or I want you to think this is what God says, abandon and destroy the idols and the gods of this world. But number three, you need to acknowledge who God is in your life. And this is how you come to the cross. Did you see what he said to bring? Look, at, look up here in verse 6. And thither, he said, I want you to bring your burnt offerings, I want you to bring your sacrifices, your tithe, your heave offerings, your vows, your free will offerings, and the firstling of your flock. He said, here's where I want you to come. I want you to come to the cross. A man that I admire a whole lot was the name Jim Elliott. Some of you know his story. He was a missionary many, many years ago. His wife wrote some books about him. He was one of five missionaries who were killed by the Alka Indians, they were eaten and they gave their life on the mission field. He was just a young man. He was an athlete. He was a wrestler in college. Learned, earned medals in collegiate wrestling. Gave his life. He's the man who penned in his diary. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. He wrote in his diary as a young man. In his early 20s, he wrote, Blood is only a value as it flows on thine altar. But he also wrote this in his diary. Lord, make me a crisis man. Not a mile post along the way, but a fork in the road. So when people meet me, they will have to decide about the Christ that is, in it, that is inside me. I, what do you say, preacher? What are you saying? I'm saying, I think... I think the world needs to see Jesus in you. And you say, but I'm not saved yet. Then for heaven's sake, get saved today. What a way to start the year.
Don't bring into this year all the garbage from last year and just carry it over. That's why we come to the cross. We say, God, my failures, my, my successes, all the things of last year, I want to deposit them at the cross. And you heard these several things here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven things He said to bring. When you look at them, the burnt offering, you know what that is? That's your past. That's your sin payment. That's the past. He said, you bring your sin, you bring your payment, see the fire, realize what it costs. The burnt offering, I want you to come and bring that to me as you come to the cross. I want you to bring your sacrifices. That's your precious things. The things that mean more to you than anything else. I want you to bring your tithe. That's the portion that belongs to God. He said, don't, don't spend it anywhere. Don't you take your tithe and go down to Dillard's just because they got a lot of sales on it. Your heave offerings. Woo! You know what that is? That, that's where they took the grain and they'd go out and they'd, they'd throw it up in the air to God. Woo! Lord, I praise you. I praise you for what you got. Some of y'all, you wouldn't have made it. I know you. You're too conservative. You'd have got you a little handful and you'd have gone. Woo! Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. He said, I want you to bring your heave offering. Man, that's what we were doing this morning. That's your praise offering to God. He said, I want you to bring your vows. That's your promises. That's your commitments. You ever made a promise to God and somehow slipped by the wayside? He says, come on, bring your promise back. Let's reestablish your promise. God said, you want to make me some promises? You, you want to make some vows? You want to make some commitments? Come on down to the cross and make those. Bring your vows. Tell me what you're going to do. He said, bring your free will offering. You know what that is? That's the proof of your love. That's that grace giving. That's that over above. That's the overflowing. That's the, that's the thing that I'm seeing some of our people catch a hold of. We've given God what belongs to Him. And now we're saying, God, I get, you let me keep 90%, but I'm not going to spend all that. Look what, and, and we start seeing people man in there. Uh, okay, that's, that's free will. Look, I didn't say, that's, that's, that's just the proof of your love. And he said, there's nobody who won't make anybody do anything. That's just yours. And then he talks about the firstling of your flock. Ooh-wee. Say, preacher, what's that talking about? That is the source. Listen to me carefully. That is the source of your stability for tomorrow. That's like the seed corn. Understand what I'm saying? That's like the old cow that bears the calf. Okay? so that you can have a crop. That's like the place where you work that you're depending on to get your paycheck. You get what I'm saying? It's that which will sustain you. It's that, that and you bring it to the cross. Now here's the big thing, and this is where I'm going to close. Right here. Jesus said, I want you to come to the cross, but I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll go there first. I'll go first. I'll go. So God the Father said, I, I'll, I'll send my burnt offering. And he sent his son. I'll go first. He said, I'll send my precious thing to you. My sacrifice. He sent his only begotten son. 
that whoever believeth in him would have to perish would have everlasting life. Nothing in this world more precious than the son was to the father that never had a cross word. He said, I'll go first. I'll prepare a sin offering for you. My precious things I'll send to you. My sacrifice. The portion of all that belongs to me I give to you. The heave offering. I will allow you to enter into praise with me. Did you know Jesus is God's praise offering? He thought it not robbery to be equal to God. He was God. But for us in the cross, He made Himself of no reputation. He took upon Himself the form of man. Came obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Took upon Him the form of a servant, right? He went from the highest of the high to the lowest of the low. It comes a heave offering. Wherefore, God hath highly exalted Him and given him a name that is above every name. It's a heave offering. He said, I'll go there first. I'll go there first. I'll go ahead of you. How about the vows and the promises? Every vow God ever made, he confirmed at the cross. I'll go there first. How about the free will offering of the proof of your love? There was no demand on God to give his son. But he freely, the Bible says in the book of Romans, he freely offered him up for us all. What about the first thing? You see, Jesus is the creative force of God. It was Jesus who stepped on the edge of nothing and spoke everything into existence. The Bible says in the book of John, all things were made by Him and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. So God said, I'll go first. And I'll give you my burnt offering. So I come down and say, God, here's my offering. Can we meet? God, here's my sacrifice. I lay the most precious thing I've got on the altar to you. What is the most precious thing you've got? Is it your life? Is it your health? Is it your family? Is it your job? Is it What is it? He says, oh, just bring it down here and give it to me. Let's meet at the cross. I brought my most precious thing. You bring your most precious thing. I brought my sin offering. You bring your sin. We'll get together at the cross. There's a place right here for you at the cross. Say, Lord, I want to... He said, bring your tithe. Come on now. He said, well, now you're talking about money. Who gave you that stinking money? Well, I got it myself. I want you to know. Son, if you think you're so stinking strong, you need to walk in my shoes. You need to walk in Barney's shoes. You need to walk in somebody's shoes. You can find out just how fast they can tell you you're not near as strong as you think you are. You're not near as secure as you think you are in your job. You and I better realize everything we got came from a gracious wonderful God who loves us. He said, come on, bring to me what belongs. You bring to me what belongs to me. He said, I brought what belonged to me and I gave it to you. Isn't that amazing? Everything he asked us to do, he's already done. I brought it for you. Now, you find your place, 
by bringing these things to the cross. I want you to listen very carefully in your heart and mind this morning. I'm going to bring them to the cross. I want you to bow your heads. I want you to listen to the words of this. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There a precious fountain free to all a healing stream flows from Calvary's mountain. You know it, sing it with me. In the right this moment to bring to the foot of the cross all God I'm not going to have you stand I want you to stand up I want you to come down here and find a place say God I want to begin the year for the cross I want to lay this at the foot of your cross I want to lay myself I want to save my life I just want to be here God I want to do that just come on